Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to a special mini episode. I promise it's a mini episode this time of the QTV podcast. I'm Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick. Where's the action, Jackson? That's a very good question, Bruno. Because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you gave me that nickname because it's appropriate. You know, we have been in just E3 overdrive for the last oh couple gosh, of yeah. days, and you know. E3 is kind of defined by the big players, right? You know, you you want to have yep. Nintendo, you want to have Microsoft, and and to some extent, Stone, Sony. Even before the pandemic, Sony had been known to kind of skirt E3 and do their own thing. There was that one infamous year where they just kind of like got a theater down the road, right, and did their own yeah. presentation, kind of you know different but the same. And so <laughs> different but same. same. Yeah, I, I think you know today we kind of saw that absence from Sony. In that there's the kind of a gap, right? You know, yesterday was uh, Microsoft and Bethesda and some other big players. And then, you know, tomorrow is Nintendo. This would have been yep. kind of Sony's time to shine if they were in this uh, presentation at E3. Uh, but they aren't. And so, you know, yep. it, it was a very different pace. And yeah, you know, for once, I think we're confident we can actually put on a mini, uh, what will actually be defined as a mini sode by length. Um, because <laughs> yeah. there isn't a ton to cover. And that's okay. Um, yeah. So, you know... I think the, the 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 best thing to dive into is not necessarily what happens, but what didn't happen. Because what didn't happen, what, Nick? I'm ready. What did not happen is Capcom. What didn't happen? Capcom. Oh, look, we love you. We love you, but you didn't show up today. I mean, it. You know, oh. they were one of the bigger ticket items. You know, in, in terms of presentations, yeah. because it. You know, take two. Everyone knew that was going to be a, a a panel, and not necessarily you know discussing reveals. Um, and the panel itself really wasn't a whole lot about, you know, the, the games they make so much as kind of a, a, a conversation about social issues. So, you know, it, that was kind of a letdown, mm. too, in that regard. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But like, yeah. like, like, like I said, it was a panel. You got you got what you came for. Um, so but with Capcom, you know, Bruno, <laughs> and I'm a Mega Man guy. You know that. Yeah, I don't I, ever, I, do I don't that, yeah. ever expect a Mega Man reveal at these things. <laughs> Mega Man ended up trending after they didn't reveal anything Mega Man related um, because people were so upset that there was just nothing. And But the, pro- oh. the problem with this... And see, that th- that threw you into a tizzy because you were probably just like chilling on yep. chilling on Twitter, mm-hmm. talking with our many, many followers and, you know, just giving them the, the business as we, as we do. As we and do. you were like, what? Mega Man's trending? And then like we've mm-hmm. talked about before, we got to play that Twitter roulette where we're like, okay, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. And well, oh, in I, this case, yeah. it was, it came up, came up nothing, I right? I knew it would be bad. <laughs> Because I know now how it works where when these presentations happen that usually the thing that's trending but like with a, a couple thousand tweets or mentions, it's something that people are disappointed in not because a big reveal happens. So I'm kind of uh, learning to, to, to know, kind of predict before I click. But yeah. Glass half empty. Exactly. No, it's, it's, it's always <laughs> empty with, with uh, Mega Man fandom. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Crash and uh, – well, not Crash, but Spyro definitely – so, yeah. you know, what I'm getting at here, Bruno, is they didn't reveal anything. They, they had nothing. They tried to, to make it seem like they had something. Yeah, big awe. One of oh, the most disappointing man. E3 presentations I've ever seen. And, you know, the big thing was they tried to come out with, oh, you know, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, which we already knew about. Uh, they showed some kind of, you yeah. know, a, a preview of that. Uh, some of the Monster Hunter Rise content coming down the road, which is not a new reveal um, and was very underwhelming. And also they showed off that new Ace Attorney game, not Phoenix Wright, 
Um, it's like a older, old timey, like it, the, the, the name of the main character in this game, Bruno is literally Herlock Sholmes. I wish I was kidding. Wow. Like that was back in the day when we could get away with that in gaming. And, mm-hmm. and nowadays we expect just a little bit more. Right. I was it, wasn't Ace, Ace attorney, a meme. Wasn't he like a meme or something? Well, that's Phoenix Wright. I don't know. Didn't we talk about it? Yeah. Didn't we talk about it before? That's Phoenix Wright. I feel like I'm having deja vu. Yeah, so Phoenix Wright is more of a modern day game where he's like in the suit and all that. He's like, objection, right? That's his thing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, whereas okay. this is kind of a, it's set in a much older time frame. But again, Bruno, this game was already announced. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, that's the closest <laughs> you got to a new for this entire presentation. Ooh, they even brought new, up like. Set in a new time. Yeah, they even like when they did the recap at the end, because it was like a one hour countdown. By the way, I hate these countdowns. And uh, uh, jur- yeah. journalists. The are, countdowns yeah. were horrible. Yes. I'm sorry, but I was watching IGN and it was like <laughs> they had a countdown for the countdown. Yes. And, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the countdown mm-hmm. was for the presentation. Right. They were like, nope, that's just a countdown to our pre-show. We're Right now we're doing the pre-pre-show, yeah. and then we'll be doing the show, right. and then we'll do the post-show, yeah. and then we'll do the post-post-show right. of us mm-hmm. a, you know, analyzing what we did in the post-show. It's like so. when you go to the movies, and before they even dim the lights, like before even the previews start, they have like the, the cheesy like little you know segments that they do. Um, that they record yeah. locally. It, that, like that's how early are you? But you 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 are to the show, and you, you don't <laughs> care about it. You are. But Bruno, here's the thing. You know, we're we're trying kinda, to hear about. Be- you're not trying to hear about Beverly selling real estate yeah. down the street. We're looking for <laughs> we're looking for hard hitting facts here about the gaming. That's realm. what I'm we're saying. We're not delivered here. <laughs> and here's the thing, Bruno. You know, I'm I'm kind of part of the press pool now. Well, we are. Yeah. Um. And so I'm I'm very much a part of the conversation with kind of the, the channels that we use to communicate and just talk about things and everyone is kind of on the same is the same boat of like okay we have to be there when they say it's going to show up because if we're not there right we come an hour later yeah. thinking there's going to be an, an hour countdown and there's not well we've missed it so everybody has to come and be there for when the the video starts so that we can just sit there and wait for an hour it's ridiculous yeah. and it, it's completely unnecessary it's like a timeshare, Nick. I'm like sitting there just like, geez, my gosh, when are we going to get out of here? I just right? wanted the like, golf I don't even get a free trip. Or, yeah. Right, seriously. Jeez, like, guy. On. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, that aside, uh, you know, Capcom's content was, it was not there. I mean, it was an hour wait oh. for about less than 30 minutes of just nothing. There was nothing. No. Yeah. They're not no. ready. <laughs> they literally aren't ready. They're not ready. Yeah. Um, and so especially with their huge IPs that we know they can swing with, but like Mega Man, like, um, you know, the Ghosts and Goblins resurrection that they put out recently, to have yeah. that little to talk about or just something new to get fans excited about, sorry, Capcom, it was it was a complete miss. Um, yeah. And well. it, is, it is what it is. I it, But still, I, in my personal opinion, if you've got that little, just don't come to E3 because you're kind of wasting people's time, wasting your own money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What What are you even showing at that point? Like you have to, you know, mm-hmm. weigh out the cost, you know, cost benefit, right. Analysis right. of this. And, and at a certain point, I think that that's, you know, going to might be the problem with E3 in the future, right. What's to keep these, especially now that with like the pandemic, you know, in our, in our, you know, in our mindset, right? Like yeah. we've had, we've had an entire year to come up with studios, um, you know, in our own space and whatnot. I, I feel like E3 might be going the way, you know, going towards the wayside mm. and in lieu of people doing their own things. We've talked about that before, you know, I would say before the pandemic even happened, before right. we we're doing this podcast about, 
you know, well, what's to keep like, you know, when we saw, you know, players like Sony and, and Xbox decide to do outside venues, it was like, well, what's to keep them from keep everyone from doing that? You know, why doesn't everyone do like a, a Nintendo direct or whatever? So, uh, yeah, at this point, if someone's not bringing a lot like Xbox did to the table mm-hmm. of, you know, where we can, we can barely get through everything in an hour conversation, like yeah. <laughs> that's what you, that's what you want from E3. If, if you've got barely anything to show from it, then just wait, just wait yeah. to like PAX or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, towards the fall. So, well, yeah, but there was, was plenty to talk about. So let's just dive right into it. So, you know, uh, Capcom aside. I think one of the big highlights from today was the uh, the indie showcase that they had. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've been doing little bits and pieces, like the, the Wholesome Direct, that kind of thing, different places where these types of games have been on display. Um, but I think this is one of the best overall showings for indie games that we've seen so far. You know, there was a lot of really quality titles in here, ones that uh, yep. we've actually spoken with and might be able to uh, are looking to get some interviews with here in the near future because they've got great games and they want you to see them. A lot of these guys had booths, you know, on, on the, yeah. the E3 app, right, the portal. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, they're worth checking out and they're worth supporting as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, yeah, especially the uh, paper pl- paper airplane game. Which oh, game was man. that, Nick? Life Slide. Yeah. So this game, yeah. um, it actually found a lot of early success because a version of it was is is currently available on Apple Arcade. Okay. And yeah, but they are making a full fledged version, of course, that's uh, going to oh, be nice. elsewhere. And yeah, this game is gorgeous, man. I love games that take a simple concept or just like a like a pleasure or something that you don't think about, like building paper airplanes, right? Yep. And just turning it into its own thing, um, and that's yeah. exactly what Life Slide does there. Now, the idea behind it is more than just airplanes. They talk about how you know while you're you're, you're going through these worlds, it's kind of like the cycle of life. Basically, there's going to be a bigger meaning to what's going on in the game that you'll have to play to find out. But I thought this was a really cool that's idea. Yeah, a really cool idea for a game. Um, and I'm really excited to hop into the demo because I think it's going to be the kind of thing that you can just kind of just chill out for a little while. I love games that give that yeah. kind of vibe where you just get like an hour just like just flashes by and you just kind of feel relaxed on the end of it and tingly. You know, it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I loved the just the presence that they had in their booth. The, like I said, the virtual booth. Um, you know, in the E3 portal before everything, I felt like, yeah, this is, this is why I came to E3, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I wanted to see, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see uh, just a, a ton of media and they did a really great job on their booth. Definitely, uh, one of the better booths that I saw yeah. at E3, you know, it's funny because, you know, some, like you said, some of these, some of these big players like Capcom, you know, may not may yeah. not wow in that department. And then you've got you know a small indie studio that is really taking the time mm-hmm. of like, hey, this is an opportunity for us to get our game in front of people and just to show them that hey, this is this is fun. Yeah, we love it, and you'll love it too. Right. And I think that's what Life Slide is. But yeah, I'm looking forward to to uh, diving into that more. Yeah, it's, looks like a lot of fun. That's a great point that you make, Bruno, about the booths, right? So for those of you that may not know, since it's a digital only event this year. What they did was they they created an E3 website and app where you can go in there. And I mean, it it's pretty bare bones. I'm not going to lie. Pretty much everybody agrees that it, it was not it's kind of cobbled together and didn't really hold up under pressure. Day one, when the when E3, it opened up to the public, there was just it was bad news. Um, but the big thing here is that we had this situation where you can you can I guess they could rent these booths, right? Almost like a real E3 space. 
And what ended up happening was, um, you know, if you click on that booth, it's essentially like a little mini website on the E3 app where you can see what's going on. You can see what games um, they have on display. And the big players, Bruno, they obviously paid for a booth like Capcom. You go there, they have a booth, but there's nothing there. Like they have like a calendar and that's it. I agree, Nick. Like you, you, you wonder, I mean, sometimes people just, I understand because I I work in marketing and sometimes these things are put together last minute. A lot of times they're put together last minute, but that to me doesn't, is, is not an excuse because it's E3 is the same time every year. Mm -hmm. We know it's going to be in the summertime. Uh, That should be what you you're leading up to. That should be where you release all your information and when you pay for something and then kind of give a lack lackluster right you know effort to it, it 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 goes back to what i was saying before why do people even want to show up to e3 then if if you're just going to give us something that you know we could find online mm-hmm. from you know maybe your own website or right. something like that you know instead of an actual media kit you know a press kit that has a lot of things in there like different reviews and screenshots links to download the game videos from the dev team and gameplay videos that's what you want like that's why you go there and so i think there was a lot of missed opportunities this should have been a home run Mm -hmm. for just about every booth out there really this is like stuff that you can control you know very easy to 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 put forth and you know, not everyone did that, but life, life slide did. did. So, uh, you know, definitely if you're, if you're out there and you're into indie games, check out that. I mean, who doesn't like paper airplanes, right? There you go. Oh, Bruno, we got to talk about this game, Fallen Aces. So this is a game from uh, developed by Trey Powell and Jason Bond, who of course, as you, as you pointed out, is most likely James Bond, just, you know, his, his lesser known brother. Yeah, it's his lesser-known brother, of course. Yeah, right. You know, there was uh, there was the, the Bond brothers. There was uh, Jason <laughs> Bond, James Bond, of course. The, the very lesser-known brother, Gold Bond. Yep, and, Gold yeah. Bond. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I've got. That's <laughs> the joke. Like Jimmy Ray, just like. Are, are you Jimmy Ray? <laughs> no. No. Who wants to know? <laughs> no. Are you Gold Who wants Bond? To know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't he know. He was really, really upset about that too. Like. Like more people should have known he was Jimmy Ray. So, and yeah. M- yeah, everyone needs to know about Jason Jason uh, <laughs> Bond here because <laughs> yeah. Well, with this game, they will uh, also published by New Blood Interactive. So this game, you know, we had just uh, featured recently on on the show Exophobia, right? Which kind of is a a, a Doom style clone with that three yeah. you know, D uh, environment, but with the two D sprites, right? And it's a really yeah, it's a it. great look, right? And that's exactly what they're going for here. But take take that idea, which usually is set in like a sci-fi or like a you know a scary environment, and replace it with a crime noir environment. And that's exactly yeah, what you get. And everything. And Bruno, this game looks fantastic. I this is exactly what I'm looking for when I go into the indie space. Something that just oh, visually totally. just just kapow, it hits me. Oh yeah. yeah, and he does this like he does this like spinning back kick, and the camera like moves around too. Oh man, mm-hmm. like it really does have that Doom feel of the these like where I don't know, it's just they're they're more flat looking, I would say, but it's still in a three D space, right? Right. And he at some point picks up this guy by the like you know the his coat and hangs him up, and he's he's looking all like you oh, know don't hit me, bro, don't <laughs> hit me, and then he throws him into yeah. to the environment, which breaks. So it's definitely kind of got like this you know like like you said neo noir. Mm-hmm. 
just feel to yeah. it. You know, he's he's out there. And what's it called? Do- Doom Noir. Dot com. You can go to see more yeah. of this. So they've even got it in the right. They know in the name right they there. Know. They know what, yeah. what they're selling, and it, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see more from this, and definitely one of the highlights from this uh, this presentation. Also, Bruno, I you know I love novel concepts. You know, obviously, yep. Skateburb it has a special place in my heart already. Skateburb, but a close yeah, second here that one. is got to be Moolander, right? So, oh yeah, take the idea of you know obviously when you think of UFOs and pop culture, right? The big thing is always them abducting like cows from pastures, cows. right? Yeah. Well, imagine yep. a world where the cows fight back, right? It flipped the role, oh, yeah. right? Instead of the, the the UFO being the bad guy, now you play as the the guy in the UFO. You're going to all these strange worlds, right? Exploration, and then you run into these cows, right? And you, yeah. I mean, you wanna you wanna do some research on those cows, Bruno, because that's your job. That's why why you got sent yeah. to you know this random planet. But these cows pack a punch. They got missiles. They got special yeah. weapons, and they're out to get you. They're bovine boss beat 'em ups, if you will. Nick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Amusing. Yeah. Yeah. Amusing. <laughs> gotcha. Wow. I think the I think the audience. Let's see what they think. Audience, what do you got for us? Please clap. They, well, I like, I like it. clap. I'll, I'll like take it. a light clap I liked on it, that. Audience, oh come on. A delayed light it. clap. Yeah. So the light didn't come on. <laughs> the light didn't come on. Yeah. Our stagehands are doing what they can to get everybody up and at them. <laughs> come on, you guys. You know, like back in the day. We know Nintendo's <laughs> tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> We're going to have it. It'll be okay. Okay. We, there they there go. it is. Now we go. We forgot, now to, we got we forgot to send in the warm up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Paula Poundstone? What's she doing lately? I don't know. She's still around. Yeah, so. Paul Riser anywhere? Oh, man. But yeah, that game looked great. Um, I love that style of game. Very colorful and just looked like a lot of fun. Very dynamic and interesting enemies that you'll encounter in these journeys. But I just love that idea of just these cows that are, they're just, they're out to get you, man. Um, And it's fun to say Moolander. (laughs) Yes, I I agree. Great. I don't know intentionally a pun on Zoolander, but one of my favorite movies of all time. An actual movie that I've actually seen, so. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of sexy kittens... Meow. <laughs> You're talking about Zoolander. <laughs> what do we true. got here? This is. Oh, I'm just man. looking at, oh, man, that kitty got eaten by a shark again. You got to worry about he that. He did, yeah. So we have, uh, what, Neko Ghost Jump, right? And that's going to be yeah. a, it's, it's a kind of a, a, a mix of 2D and 3D platforming. Um, and it, the game looks fantastic. Uh, I love I love games that switch between the 2D and 3D perspective. There, are A lot of the modern yeah. Sonic games will do that where they, they have the 2D and 3D sections kind of uh, in the same areas. And it gives a nice variety to gameplay, and it looks like that's what they're going for with this. One of those yep. things where what you see is what you get. It's just a really fun, cute-looking platformer. Yeah, um, the kitties look super cute. Yeah. I'm all about them. So, I mean, yeah. What, what, what else is there to say? Oh, Bruno. Aww. Aww. There you go. Thank you, audience. <laughs> kitties. We can make entire games about cats. That's how it works these days. Yeah, exactly. You put a cat in a game, like people are like, yes. Um, I'm I'm all for who doesn't want kitties. I mean, that's what those that's what uh, the whole stick was with Monster Hunter. Yes, was the Palicos? Was that was their name? Palicos? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Perfect name. Pals ca- yeah, yeah, for Calicos. Like, it. Oh, it's a great loved name. It. I love it. I love them <laughs> kitties. Oh my goodness, Bruno! Space games. Yeah. Let's talk about them. We were talking about space, space games. games the other day. Move over Starfield because Extra oh, yeah. Galactica is coming for you. So this game, yeah, pew pew lasers, man. So this game is coming from I love I love this developer name, Digital Yogurt. <laughs> nice. And Ghost Street Games LLC also being published by Ghost Street Games. 
This game, yeah. Bruno, I, I have to read you the Steam kind of synopsis of the game because it might be the, the most badass paragraph I have ever read in my life. Are you ready for this? Uh, okay. Let me let me set you up here, Nick, yeah. because... <laughs> no. no. This is CNN. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what we were looking for. That's not what we were looking for. Maybe it was this one. Uh, mm. No. Mm. No. You just had to find a sound, didn't you? No, but I just... Okay, okay. go for it, Nick. <laughs> you got to keep all those things. They were gold. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Bruno, you know, at this game... So here, here's the, uh, this, the, the synopsis on the Steam page. Okay. A college football captain's fight to defend his rival's oh. planet from the rogue villain in his professor's favorite arcade game. Slow time nice. using the retro dash as your, you pilot Super G machine through waves of enemies, defeat huge bosses and explore Celestro with Captain Flurp and his team's mascot, Nova. Oh, man. I was hoping he was going to be called Buff Chunkslot because he does look like a Buff Chunkslot. He chunk is slot. absolutely built. Yeah. <laughs> a a, a, a yeah. unit, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just what a what a great trailer for this game. Um, now, the game has been actually in early access for a while since uh, early last year. Um, so the game is kind of slow to development, but I mean, what we're seeing here is just a great idea. I love that that music in the background. It was, it, you said it was called "Take Flight." Uh, yeah, I think that's what the yeah. song is called. It's really good. It's just some EDM song, right? Nick, I, I mean, I love the idea of a college football coach. Is that what it is? Is he a college, uh, he's a, football, a, a coach? college football captain? Captain. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's college football captain. Obviously, he's kind of going through there, but I feel like there he's got some coaching tendencies in him, and he just might want to be on the lookout for side quests to recruit, you know, more, more, more big guys to the team. Like right. he just comes across other thick chunks like himself, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, man, have you ever thought about playing football? You look healthy, bro. Yeah. You look healthy, right? You like you lift some weights, kid. You, do you even what lift? That's right. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, this. I mean, this game looks great. But kind of a, a pixelated style, low poly, not even poly, just a low, you know, almost like an eight bit style, but with all those really cool after effects that just make the game look fantastic. Oh, yeah. And the game switches between that platforming mode and when you actually go into like the cyberspace world." where all these different games you can play, like a driving game, and with just that really over-the-top, like, 80s, like, new synthwave thing that's going on right now. Um, I am all about it. I will absolutely check this game out. So that's one thing to look out for, Bruno. Like I said, just overall, a really cool, uh, pretty quick presentation. Not a lot of games there, but kind of a nice, refreshing change of pace over just trying to keep up with all these blockbusters, you know? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was very, very much needed break. And I mean, that's what you would definitely you use our 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 podcast for. Right. That's what the mini episodes for. You got a break. You want to just chill out with UTB crew. Hang out. We got you. Got you. That's right. All day. We'll talk about it. We'll spend a half an hour talking about chicken nuggets. Why not? Sure. (laughs) Who's going to stop us? No one. That's right. Now, Bruno, this was a really cool kind of thing. We, we, we knew this was coming. We've seen uh, other presentations from these guys from Intellivision for their upcoming yeah. console, believe it or not, Intellivision. I can't after believe it. all yeah. these years. You know, we, we just, we talked a couple I times. One. Yeah, we talked a couple times about Atari getting back into the, uh, the, the console game with the VCS, but they've been kind of just by the wayside. But Intellivision really is trying to get their product out there and make sure people know about it. You know, GameStop is going to be getting their own exclusive uh, version of this thing and that kind of thing. So let's get right into it. So the the Intellivision Amico, 
This is a console, um, and it is going to retail for about $250 uh, at launch. They're mm. saying the games are going to cost up to $20, about like a 10 to 20 bucks, I think, is the range of the games for these things. Um, not going to be a lot of really well-known, like, first-party titles that you might recognize. Um, yeah. Now, but the idea behind it is great. Did you see the controllers? Oh, yeah. It looks like something um, – it looks like a thermostat that you hold that you'd put on the wall. Um, and uh, But it's, it's, it's got this basically a radial dial on there with a screen on it on the controller itself. So it, I, I, actually, I would say it 100% looks – like an old iPod. It does. You yeah, know, with the click before, wheel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, with the mm-hmm. click wheel. That's exactly what it looks like, except they turned this into a controller. So, again, kind of like the, uh, what's that other one we just reviewed with the crank? Oh, right, the play, play date. date. Yeah. Yeah, the play date. It kind of has that feel to it. I like the idea of a different controller that, that adds some just different mechanics to the game, but... Uh, the price tag was a little steep because these games don't necessarily look like, you know, triple a blockbuster games here. We're talking yeah. a lot of these look like they're, you know, they might be, um, you know, mobile games and yeah. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, this is definitely not the type of console that you're going to be spending hours on. It, it looks like a party console yes. or a party party thing that you might do with the family. And that's really what they're showing here. Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, mom sitting there on the chase lounge, just relaxing saying, Oh, you kids look like you're having lots of fun. (laughs) And then the whole family's sitting there like brother and sister or playing back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're definitely hitting, hitting those nostalgic feels of being around the couch and playing, playing video games. And, and obviously there's a market for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, gamers, like I said, gamers are very expectant of a lot of things. Right. Um, and the one thing that you need to have, if you're going to be a gamer, obviously is RGB lighting and they definitely they have got that. it, man. I love the, I love the style of this thing, right? Yeah. There's a lot of little cool things about it. Like the actual dock, right? That these, these mm-hmm. controllers recharge wirelessly and you can just pop it yeah. right there in that little dock and it recharges, I love that the controller is a like click wheel that will rotate if you want it to. Um, it, it's yeah. a, it functions as a D-pad with like 64 different directions, so it's almost like a joystick, but not. Very, very interesting design. And then that screen on there that, like you said, looks like a, like a thermostat screen um, yeah. has, for each game, it'll have its own unique buttons, or you can like use it to drag things around. This thing is very much being marketed as kind of a family console. I I think they're kind of going for what the Wii was, but the problem is they don't have the strength of the Nintendo IPs behind it. Like, imagine if the Wii didn't have Nintendo. And that was a big problem that even to this day, Nintendo faces, but really faced during the Wii and the Wii U games of that era is that you you have this platform, right, that does its own thing and has special peripherals, right, that you have to program and design for. Otherwise, why are they there? And so now the problem is that these third-party games don't uh, studios don't really have any motivation to develop games for you. It's hard to convince them to come over to your platform. Now they do have some uh, big names. They've gotten uh, like the developers of games like Echo the Dolphin. They actually did announce that Earthworm Jim uh, Four will be exclusive what? to the Intellivision Amico. So they do have one. Well, actually, one big brig, yeah. brig, one big franchise title. Um, and I think that's really exciting that they have something that they can really go out there and push with and be like, hey, we got Earthworm Jim. Some people really yeah. like, like, like that guy, right? He's very Earthworm much a uh, – Yeah. 
kind of a product <laughs> of the nineties. Right. So, yeah. Well, you know, I definitely, I definitely saw that because they, you know, flashed the, the team that they had on there. And these guys have been, you know, doing this for 35 years, 40, 40 some years, 30 years. And, and so I hope that, that they, they play to those strengths, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you always take a gamble when you make up a team of, of just young people or, or just veteran gamers or, or veteran, um, you know, game designers, because you might not think the same way. And these games definitely have a classic look to them. You know, they 100% have a, I mean, there's one right there that looks like echo the dolphin in, in one of the, uh, you know, videos that they they've shown and they, so, I mean, they're not really, you know, they're not really, uh, breaking the mold here in terms of the games that they're delivering. Hopefully the controller and, uh, the price point will be uh, approachable enough right. for people because I feel like if this is two hundred and fifty dollars and it doesn't come with any games, that's a problem. It does come with games, but if it's yeah. oh, it does. Mm -hmm. So it does. So how? Yeah. Okay, that's the thing. Right. If it, if it's two hundred fifty and it comes with like a huge library of games to get you started, mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, that's like I understand yeah. that. You know, that's that's way. Um, way easier to digest than to have to say like, oh crap, you know, first you want me to pay $250 for this, this system, uh, that doesn't, you know, right. that doesn't really net me, yeah. uh, any, any first party IPs that yeah. are, that are really popular. That's a problem. You got to have so. a lot of faith and they're really, they're really banking on the brands resonating with parents enough that they want to be like, oh, you know, I grew up with television and now I want, you know, yeah. my kids to get to kind of experience that again. Same route that Atari is going. You're very much trying to take nostalgia with the people that actually have money, right? The parents yeah. and try and give them a reason to reinvest in the brand. So, I mean, it's a great idea, but yeah, there will be, I believe six games included um, with the actual device. Nothing big. I know one, one, one game was literally called cornhole. If you like cornhole, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if we sports had been invented in the modern day, uh, one of the included games would have probably been cornhole because people go nuts. Oh, for, for it. sure. I see. Can, well, yeah. Nick, I I did see I did see them flash a couple you know logos at the end there, yeah. and I'm really excited because one of those logos that they flashed was, of course, the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> which I'm sure they're going to be playing our favorite team. That's right. Our favorite team, which is. Yep. The Martinsburg Earth Ploppers. We love them. In, what? Yeah. Nick, you can get Martinsburg Earth Ploppers t-shirts from the website quitthebuild.com. Yep. How about that? Can you believe it? I mean, what what a, what a great segue because, I mean, that's I, that's probably one of our most underrated shirts on the website, Bruno. You know, when you, oh, when you sure. go to quitthebuild.com slash community, you're going to get a links to our socials, but also at the bottom there, links to all of our t-shirts that you can get our apparel. And yeah, the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers, I mean- they're they're America's favorite second best team that you've never heard of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, 100%. Yeah. Somebody's got to lose to the Harlem Globetrotters, and it's not the, <laughs> what are they, the Sentinels? Or, I don't yeah. Know. It's not them. It's got to be the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers because for, his, for how good the Harlem Globetrotters are, the Earth Ploppers are equally as bad. That's right. They're the so, they're like the 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 wrestling jabronis of the uh, the basketball. Yeah, world. you got to have them. You got to have the heels. The, the little giants, if you were, yeah. if you would. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Bruno, that's a great place to say, as always, thanks so much to our Patreon supporters like Nick Nick, Epicapture Productions, The Nudist Monk, and Indie Gamiacs. If you would like a shout-out at the end of each and every episode just like them, hop on over to patreon.com slash quitthebuild. Tiers start as low as just $2 a month, and uh, all tiers get you access to our bonus content, bonus episodes of the QTB Nostalgia Vault. This month, we're going to be having an episode about retro games. That's going to be a really exciting talk. And kind of apropos with with the topic of today's podcast. Hard to believe, Bruno, yeah. but next episode is going to be episode 50. We are just, what? I mean, where does the time go? Um, but that's I just been, believe it. It's been an absolute blitzkrieg of content here with E3. Been a lot of fun. Um, and of course, yeah. yeah, if you go on our website, quitthebuild.com, you can also see our blog with a lot of content. We've got a lot of uh, content from some of our QTB contributors like uh, Justin and Terry that lined up with some content to show you. We can't wait to get that on the site. Um, so be on the lookout on our socials like Twitter um, and, of course, Instagram, all the all, all your favorites. Um, and we, well, there are links on the website if you want to find out when those articles and just whatever whatever QTV-related things are happening is going on. That's the way to find us, right? Today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited. For marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business, visit PierceUnlimited.com. That's pretty much all we have today. I don't really, I mean, I don't really have anything more for the people. It was a it was a quick indie game thing. I'm ready for Nintendo tomorrow. Yes. So hopefully we can get there. For Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What a do.